and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, Twyla, how you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm blessed to be alive and that is for sure. And I am so grateful that I am one day away from my weekend. I'm living for the weekend. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you retire, those, you know, all the days seem like the same almost. (laughs) Oh, don't rub it in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and read the scriptures for today for our radio pro- program. And I'm going to start reading in Luke 24, 1 through 5. Very early that Sunday morning, the woman made their way to the tomb, carrying the spices they had prepared. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Jesus' mother, Mary. Arriving at the tomb, they discovered that the huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So they went in to look, but the tomb was empty, and the body of Jesus was gone. And they stood there stunned and perplexed. Suddenly, two men appeared above them uh, in dazzling white robes, shining like lightning. Terrified, the women fell to the ground on their faces the men in white said to them why would you look for the living one in a tomb he is not here for he is risen exodus 34 and 14 and i'm reading this from the king james version as well says this for thou shalt worship worship no other god for the lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Let me pray over this word. Um, dear God, okay. we do thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for uh, revelation and insight and wisdom of your word. I pray that you illuminate our hearts, our minds, our understanding, that even as we speak these, this, uh, the balance of this program, that it would illuminate uh, the understanding to those who hear, and they would mix this word with faith that we might all experience the manifestation of your power and your glory. You said you are a jealous God. That is your name. So we vow today, we will give your glory and your honor to no one other than you. You are worthy of all praise. And I thank you even now, dear God, that you, oh God, have given us inspiration, revelation, and understanding of your word that we might, Father, know you 
oh God, better than we've ever known you before. Worship you with all of our heart, soul, and mind, in spirit and in truth, and that we might experience the fullness of your power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Amen. You know, the, the verse that you read from Luke 24, verse number of the verses you read, verse number uh, five, it said, um, why would you look for the living one or really the life is, is the Aramaic translation of that. Why would you look for the life? Jesus said, I am the life. Why would you look for the life in a tomb? You know, he is not dead. He is risen, you know, but the, the scripture said he is not here. And that, I just want to take those, those few words. He is not here. Um, those four words and, and really expound upon it. In the text, we do know, as you read from verse one down, we do know it it was referencing when the, the two Marys and the women had went to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus with fragrant fragrances and oils. They expected to find the body of Jesus because they seen him be crucified to give up the ghost. They seen his body be taken and laid in a borrowed tomb. So they expected as their custom was to find his body that they might anoint him. But when they went, what they found was angels uh, there uh, by the tomb. And, you know, the angel spoke to them and said, I know who you're seeking. I just want you to know that he is the life and he is not here. And so that's what the that's what the context of these verses are. We're going to talk about this in a different context, but we did want you to know we we do understand the context of these verses. But it talks about that he is not here, and it says, "Why are you seeking uh, the life or the living among the dead?" And um, the other verse that you talked about was, you know, that he's a or that you read was that he's a jealous God and jealous is his name and and that's powerful so we we want to make sure that we admonish um and that we honor that word but admonish everyone to to be mindful that the things that belong to god didn't he say that to, to his disciples give to caesar what belongs to caesar give to god what belongs to god glory and honor and majesty belong to god and we want to make sure we reserve those things only for god when we talk about when we were praying the other the, earlier this, maybe it was this week, like, I don't know, but our last week, but I think it was earlier this week, but the Lord had placed upon my heart um, prior to us praying, he had placed upon my heart a dilemma that I see in our, in our, amongst our church brethren and sisters and in the church body and community that there are many, not, not all for sure, but there are many who have, um, who have taken the glory of God and the things of God, and they have, uh, they it's it's almost like the scripture that says you you did start out well, like you started out mm -hmm. in the spirit, and it says who have bewitched you, oh foolish Galatians, that you have started out in the spirit and now you think you can, you know make 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 your way through uh, fleshly means, and you cannot. You need God for everything, and I think that we as a people of God, we definitely start out in the spirit because you can't come to him unless you come, you know, by, by faith through, through his spirit, um, to, to him through the spirit. So we started out, otherwise you wouldn't have gotten to him and received from him. But I look at the dilemma and the plight of the church, and there's so many now that mm. 
I just don't, I, I honestly, LJ Renee, I don't think that if Jesus were in bodily form as he was in Bible days, I don't think he would even be welcomed in some of our churches. And that's a sad state because they say they gather together in his name, but I don't even think he'd be welcomed. I don't think that his presence um, is experienced there anymore. And that's why the mm. he is not here. I, you know, there, there's one passage of scripture where it talks about Ichabod being over uh, the doors of the temple because the presence of God had departed. I do believe there are many, and we pray this, I pray this in the morning as an intercessor, that God, you those who are seeking you, who desire you, are thirsting for you, please don't, don't let them go into these places where the power and the presence and the glory of God no longer dwells. But I believe and, it, and it's sad for me, it hurts my heart to say this, but I do believe there are places where he once dwelt and where we once sought him and experienced him, where unfortunately now, I believe it is true that we could say he is not here anymore. Uh, absolutely. And you know, you see it even the more, um, the people are talking about it even on the YouTube and YouTube Reels. And, um, and it's something because people who uh, don't, don't attend church, church regularly, if they attend at all, they can, they know, they know that something's not right. And so when you hear that coming from their mouth, and when you witness the services or whatever the preacher may be saying, and you're saying, what in the world is going on? And like there's a scripture says, and the people loved it so, loved it that way. You can see that really happening uh, in, in, in this climate right now, that people are loving it like it is. And, you know, you, you, you know, I believe in that that's that passage of scripture is sad because it gives a whole list of things that are that were happening in that day and talks about how they had basically you know, polluted the house of God, the pre from the priest on down. Mm -hmm. He said, my people love to have it. So, and, mm -hmm. and I, I am a hundred thousand percent pers fully persuaded that it is because when you make allegiance with the things that are not of God, things that are dark and um, spiritual things that are not of God, when you are, when you have sin and darkness uh, in your heart, then you love darkness. The reason why people hate the light is because it exposes their deeds that are evil and unclean and unrighteous. And so um, I believe people love to have, have it where when, when you're in sin, you love to have this chaos prevail because it allows it, you to continue. You, yeah. yeah, it allows you to continue without feeling the, any condemnation. But you know, LJ Renee, and I know we prayed this uh, before I, I want, I want the Lord. Like if I, and we all do mess up and there's no, mm -hmm. there's nobody without, without fault and failure, but I want him to expose my failures and shortcomings because when you become callous and immune to correction, when, when you can do wrong as a believer and it not, you not feel some conviction well, that's a bad state to be in. When I mess mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. when I do mess up, but I it want my Lord. heart to be pricked. I want my soul to weep 
because I know I have hurt the, it says I have sinned against thee and thee alone, oh God. I yes, want my yes. soul to know that I have done wrong. I don't want to be able to, to sin um, and not feel like I've done wrong or feel like I can justify what I'm doing. When when the spirit of the Lord has departed, you know, when when Jesus, when God was leading his people through the wilderness and you know, the glory, they they were following a cloud, a glory cloud, basically the presence of God. When the when the cloud moved on, they had to move on. I don't want to be where God was yesterday. I want to be where God always is today. That's and, right. And that's, so that's, that's that's why he says in Hebrews 11 and 6 that we have to walk by faith. And when you walk by faith, there's no way you can walk by faith without trusting him, hearing him, and letting him lead and guide you. Because it's the faith that he's saying we walk by is not faith in government. It's not faith in human ingenuity. It's not faith in natural That's right. wisdom. It's not faith in the NAACP or social organizations or civic, civic groups. It's faith in the name of the Lord, the word of That's God. That's right. And if you don't have that faith, you ain't pleasing God. I don't care what else you do. You 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 might be man of the year, woman of the year. You might be recognized and and celebrated by by the community. But if you don't have faith in God, you pleasing. You might be pleasing somebody, but you are not not pleasing. God. Amen, amen. And I think that that's where we go to in Matthew uh, four and uh, four when it talks about. Um, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And in uh, Matthew 4 uh, and 4 in the Passion Version, it says this, um, how can you possibly be the son of, um, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry, it says, he answered the scripture say, said, say, bread alone will not satisfy but true life is found in every word that constantly goes forth from God's mouth. And that is the truth that we have to hear the preceding word of God. There is a scripture, even in Psalms that I, it comes to mind. And I think it's Psalm 19, where it talks about the entry of your word brings light. And it, and that really is true. When we hear the word of God, especially when we have asked him, when we seek after we have uh, a situation or some of the things that we might need or we put before the Lord. And when he answers us, it brings a delight. You know that he cares for you. He's giving you instructions. And therefore, you got to know his voice. You can't depend upon what he's done in the past. Because remember, even in the scriptures, it said, remember not the former things, nor the days of old, for behold, I'll do a new thing. And so that's, we can't continue to go along with routine, we got to train our ears to and walk by faith and listen to the preceding voice of God. Amen. And and you're correct because um, he said that his sheep hear his voice and a stranger they he's given us an ear to hear, and all you've got to do is tune your ear um, to it. So it's it's almost like. You and I, we we talk a lot. So there's many times, matter of fact, probably even yesterday when I we were having conversation and I was reading something and he was like, are you listening? So <laughs> even though I have the ability to hear, I'm not always listening, right? If we're mm -hmm. honest, we might, I remember when, 
when my son was young, he's a grown man now, but I remember he would get in the car when I pick him up from school when he was in elementary, like kindergarten, first grade. And and I'd be like, you know, get your jam on on the radio. You listening to something. I remember. <laughs> and and he and he'd be just going on and on and on and on. And so, <laughs> and you know, I really, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't paying him no attention because he could just go on and on and on. And so one time he said, "Can you turn that radio down? Because I'm talking." <laughs> and I was like, "I guess my game is up." Because he knows he is talking and he knows I can hear, but I am not listening. No, you are and not so, listening. Yeah, God has given us an ear to hear, but you've got to proactively and consciously and purposely listen for the word that he speaks and listen to hear uh, what he is saying to you. And so, like you said, and that was Psalms 119, uh, the entrance of your word gives life. It gives understanding to the simple is what the scripture says. So you've got to uh, listen to his word, his word in his voice, and it will give you, it, he'll show you the way to go. He directs your path. He said, my word is a light and a lamp for your mm. path and your step. He'll show you. But but what he said, we, we got to hear what he is saying and not be stuck on what he said. I'm not, what he said is important for the time in which he said it. But when he continues to speak, you need to make sure you're hearing continually, perpetually what he is yet saying. Because Abraham, you know, you and I chatted about this. He would have had a dead son if he only went mm -hmm. by what Girl, the what? Lord said. What the Lord said was go up and all, take your son and go up to the mountain and offer me a sacrifice. That's what he said. And as Abraham went by faith, because he's called the father of faith, that is not for, I mean, there's a reason for that. And so when he, because most of us wouldn't be willing to offer our son, physically offer our son as a sacrifice. When he went up with his son as that sacrifice and um, he was listening for what the Lord was going to say, because he, his faith said, if I, if I have to give my son a sacrifice, you know, perhaps God's just going to raise him up. I don't know, but God promised that the, that I'll be blessed through this seed. So somehow he's going to do it. And if that means he's right, I don't know what he's going to do, how he's going to do it. I'm just walking the faith walk. And what he told me was to take my son and go up. And as he went up, you know, remember when the when Isaac asked him, he said, where's the sacrifice, father? And he says, the, Lord, <laughs> the Lord's going to provide this thing. Um, right now, you the sacrifice, but the Lord's going to provide. I just trust. And the Lord, um, when Abraham, according to scriptures, Abraham had raised, I mean, the Lord hadn't spoke or given him any more word. He was proceeding with that sacrifice as God instructed. And as he was in the process of doing what the Lord had said, the Lord began to say more. And that preceding word was, you know, don't slay your son. You know, look over in the thicket. I've provided a ram. And there it, but if you're not listening for what the Lord is saying, then you're only going by what the Lord said. And my, my prayer is that each of us not only have an ear to hear what the Lord says, but that we perpetually hear what he is saying. Amen. And not only that, Twyla, 
uh, given the example you gave with Abraham and his son, that you have to know the word of God. Because remember, God gave Abraham the promise that through his son, that they, they were going to reap, you know, benefits, blessings as a result. And so he knew that there had to be an, an alternative. There had to be another, uh, he will provide a, a lamb, a sacrifice, because you told me this. You told me that my son, through him, how a nation is going to be built. And so you have to know. And not only that, what even when we talked about the churches, when you go in some of the churches and you know that God is not there, uh, you also know who God is. And because whatever's going on in that church, you have to know if they're following the Lord and be willing to get up and leave because you know that God is not there. Thank you me. have to know him. And so given those two examples, you know, um, you, know you, ha you have to hear the word of God, the voice of God, and you have to know him. You and have to know what him. our program is called. What does the Lord say? Amen. I mean, when, when we were, when we were first starting how we were, we were like, we want to talk about what the Lord is saying. What, we know what the, matter of fact, in our introduction, we know what the world says. We know what everyone else says about everything, but what, what does, does the, the Lord say? And when you, you can't know what the Lord says if you don't know his word. And when you know his word and you have hidden it in your heart, then, you know, the Bible says, he says, if an angel come preaching Somebody. any other gospel, that's but you right. gotta know the gospel first. You gotta all. know it. You gotta know it. And if I it. know the gospel, then I know when you preaching something that is not the gospel. Mm -hmm. And he said, even if an angel descended from heaven with a different message, let him be accursed. Mm -hmm. This is mm -hmm. the word of God. And you've got to stand on it. There should be some things you're so principled about that yes. nothing can move you. Nothing can deter you. Yes. Nothing can shake your faith. No matter who says it. No matter. What their reputation or status is. No, it, no matter what. A absolutely. It's what does the Lord say? At the end of the day, I know what you think about it. And I, your opinion sometimes matters, sometimes don't, you know, of, of people that you're around. Sometimes their opinion matters, sometimes it don't. But what does God say? And, and that's when you, you read Exodus 34, 14 about God being a jealous God. Mm -hmm. um, it says we should worship no other God for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. So don't allow anything anything to be seated on the throne of your heart but God because if you do you are angering God he is a jealous God don't stand up idols before him or beside him because they won't they won't last any remember Dagon you can go back and read through the scriptures uh the power of God demands that he be honored and reverenced and worshiped that's right that's and, right. and if you put anything out, he doesn't share. He's not sharing the throne of your heart with the, with the lust of your flesh and with the desires of this world. And there's no other God beside him, before him, like and unto him, or that he will share a throne with, whether that's the mm -hmm. throne of your heart 
or the throne of heaven. He's not sharing the throne with nothing and no one. He must be supreme Lord over everything. And so um, we don't want, we don't want to cloud, uh, we don't want to cloud things and, and make them uh, too diluted because when you do, it's like, you know, he's like, he says he's a jealous God. I mean, he said jealous is his name. It's like this. You either going to worship me with your whole heart, soul, mind, strength, and, and, and body, or you're not going to worship me at all. And, but one thing you're not going to do is you're not going to have me playing second fiddle to anything and anyone else. Cause I, I am the Lord and I'm a jealous, jealous is my name. Amen. See, and you know what, Twyla, that's the reason why it is the scripture above that. I was going to go to it. Um, it. It says a lot uh, where it says the, the scripture where he says that, you know, I, I am a jealous God. And then when he told him, he said, tear down those altars, mm. those high places and those groves. And then he went on to say, well, you should have no other God besides him. And so that's what it is. Tear them down. Tear, tear down, down those high places in our own lives tear down and, and let's let's call some of them out right because we we don't know what your high places are but there there are some high places and and idols um that we know that have crept into the church to the people's hearts um there are like you know we are in the black race and unfortunately i think that we have taken racism has become an idol in the heart Jesus, of I yes. mean, we worship at the altar of racism it's yes, sure do black, sure white, do. black white green or blue you guys if you're honest you can admit that that becomes an excuse and a crutch and a and a, a altar that we reverence and bow to and that leads and guides our life and we depend more on that than we depend anything that you depend more on than god it's an idol Oh, or or put it like this, Twyla. He, we're, he has called us to be ministers of reconciliation. Hmm. So if, if we... If, if, if we, it divides, it ain't him. If it divides you. And he said, by one blood, he made many nations. And so that's another thing we have to ask God, Lord, cleanse us from this. Because it's used by the tool, the, as a tool of the enemy to separate hmm. and to despise really what God has made in order for them to further their agenda. And we can't do that. We, if we're going to serve God, we cannot hate our brothers because they're white and vice versa. For the same, for the same judgment that has come upon those whites who, have, who are prejudiced, and you think you're justified by turning it back around on them, even upon generations that didn't have nothing to do with that, and you think you're not going to get judged? Yes, you are, because didn't he's God. He say, didn't he say so clearly? You can, how you gonna love me and you don't love your brothers your and brother, sisters? You that ain't you never can see me, and you can see them, touch them, feel them, hang out with them, and you don't love them, and you've never seen me, and you gonna say you love me? That don't work because one thing we know about God. Work. One thing we know about God, he he is love. Yes, God is. is love. And he, he said, if you don't love, this is not me. That is not me. So there's some, like you said, divisive. If it's divisive, if, if whatever you're a part of 
whether it's a social group, a civic group, a, a movement, an organization, if it causes you to despise people uh, because of their race, their whatever it is, gender, whatever, if it causes you to despise people, to hate people, that is not God. And that's a high place you need to tear down. Mm. And I would say run from it. And I don't care if it's your political party. You can be in a different political party without hating the people who are in the opposite party than you. I mean, yeah. you can, these things can live together. Like I can be in a different political party and have a different political opinion and still love you because you, mm -hmm. if, if you see differently. And if you can't do that, then I'm going to tell you that whatever political party you in is a high place. Yes. And whatever doctrine you have submitted to is a high place. We need to tear those things down. I am not the enemy of my brother and my sister, period. And, and if you, know, you don't love, if you, it, you cannot love God and hate your brothers and sisters. This is that plain and simple. It's plain and simple. And you see, this is a scripture. And then we can go into the next, uh, next idol too. But this is very important because what we'll say is, but God loves me. But this is the thing that that's not the issue. And I'm going to read this in John 14. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm. And the, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it, it is that loveth me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. See, the issue is not that God loves me because we know he does. The issue is, do you love him? And he says, mm. because if you do love me, you will keep my commandments. It's that simple. It's just that simple. If, if you truly love me, if because that's not me. the issue, because you hear people say, God loves me, but that's yeah, not And you know, we, we can say, amen, he does. Yes, he does. Amen. But that's not the issue. The question is, do you love him? And if they say, well, yes, I do. Well, then keep his commandments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we, we, we all have to be washed with the word. We all have to examine ourselves. You you know, and, they, they sang a song um, a while ago and it says, um, you know, when they, when the question was asked of Jesus, how much do you love me? He hung his head and stretched his arms wide and he gave his life and died for us. That's how much he, he demonstrated his love. John, John says he demonstrated his love toward us and that while yes, we were yet sinners. Yes, while we were yet sinners. While we were yet sinners. So, but when the question is asked back of us, we know when we ask Jesus, how much do you love me? He hung his head and stretched his arms and, and gave up the ghost for you. He, he, he became that perfect sacrifice. When he asked us, how much do we love him? How do we demonstrate and, and express our love to him? If it's not keep, keep his commandments, commandments then th that's the only thing he tells us. Love your brothers and your sisters. Um, as, um, that's and, right, my love. And, and love, love him with all your heart and soul and strength. And you and you prove it by keeping his commandments. Bottom line. Bottom line. And bottom, anything bottom that prevents line. you from doing that. And we don't get to pick and choose which commandments. It's all of them. You got to eat the whole roll. And some of it is bitter. And some of it is hard. Yes. Some of it is difficult. But you got to eat the whole roll. The whole roll. I remember the Spirit of the Lord says this. He says, you better get it right down here. And I'll say this to everybody. 
you better get it because the race hustlers, they are out there strong. Mm. And these are men and women who claim that they love the Lord, that they are preachers in the pulpit, but yet they're teaching division. But he said, you better get it right down here. He said, because up here, there ain't no suburbs, no districts, mm. no, no, uh, which, what other areas? Can't you can't get away about? from them, huh? You can't, you can't, listen, there, there is no, how we do sections of towns, the suburbs, the inner city uh, in Louisiana, they got, I think of the uh, districts. <laughs> you know, we don't have none of that stuff up here. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not it. So you can't, you know, what are you saying? If you can't do it down here, you won't make it up there. So, so we are, we must love our brothers and sisters and we must, we must obey the word of the Lord and we must desire his truth in our inward parts. Let his word be that entrance uh, of light to our lives and let it give understanding to our hearts and let us do the whole will of God. And if you're not, uh, you are probably not dwelling in the presence of God. He is not here. He is not in confusion. He is not in unrighteousness. He is not in divisiveness. He is not in hate. Um, and the other thing is um, when God is not in it, there is no divine power of love. If God is not in it, there is no divine power of love. Second Timothy three and five says, uh, there was a time when they had a form of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. We gotta make sure that we are reverencing his, his presence, um, that we are honoring his presence, reverencing his presence, and never, ever denying the power of God. But if Amen. God is not in it, there is no divine power of God present. And, present. and we want to make sure that never a day is it spoken of us that he is not here. In our yes. hearts, he needs to dwell there. In our lives, he needs to be Lord there. In our homes, he needs to be welcomed there. In our churches, he needs to be Lord over everything. He needs to be the center of our worship, the reason why we sing. If we are celebrating flesh above God, if we are honoring man above God, if we are uh, worshiping anyone other than God, he is not here. And we want to make sure always that the presence of the Lord is here with us. You remember they sang that song, the presence of the Lord is here. Uh, we want to make sure that wherever we are, whatever we're doing, that his presence is center and foremost, uh, the, the focal point of everything we're doing, everything. Without him, we can do nothing. And without him, we would utterly fail. We without him, our life would be drifting like a ship mm. without a sail. And mm. so we just we just want to um, admonish you. Do what he said do. Love him like he said love him. Love each other like he commanded us. And yes. make sure that we can always say that His we are the temples of the Holy Ghost and he dwells in us. He is with us, in us, for us. And that we can, we would never be able to say he is not here. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word that you have given unto us to, Lord, to uh, even to share with the people. God, we thank you for convicting our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, help us to recognize your voice in the name of Jesus Christ, that we hear the preceding word of, of yours, dear Father. Lord, help us, dear Father God, not only to hear it, dear Father God, but to know it in the name of Jesus Christ, that when we are in places that we know that God, that your glory have left, oh God, that we too, dear Father God, leave, oh Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for those churches, oh Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that are following your way, God, and are teaching the word of God to the people, God. Lord, continue to bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. Continue to lead and to guide them, oh God, in Jesus' name. And those churches that have gone their own way, God, that Lord, that will satisfy the flesh of men instead of, dear Father God, worshiping you, the only true and living God, that Lord, in the name of Jesus, either correct their heart, convict their heart, oh Father God, close them down. Father God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You've raised us up, dear Father, that we will be light, dear Father, in a dark world. And we're not to assimilate, dear Father, nor display ourselves, oh Father God, in any other way than you have commanded. Your word says that if we love you, we'll keep your commandments. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I need just a little more Jesus. For tuning in, this has been Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. <laughs>